0: Welcome to the Ranch and Table Podcast, where we discuss all things related to our Texas ranch and our Ranch to Table restaurant located in downtown Rockwall. I'm your host, Lee Wells. Welcome, everybody. I am excited again about this podcast today. Uh, I've got several reasons to be excited today. I'll introduce my guests here in just a minute, but a few housekeeping things just so everybody knows. Number one, I have uh, been making upgrades to the studio and you probably noticed new cameras and the lighting. I had a professional come in and help me set all of this. And then um, number two, uh, today is the first episode that I'm going to have a professional editor do the editing on the back end and uh, the production and the all that work and uploading and so all that costs money. So we have finally grown to the place where we can um, ask for some sponsorships. We've got enough viewers and enough people listening and I appreciate all of that very much. Uh, But all of this does cost a lot of money to do and to do it well. And I don't do anything that I can't do well. So uh, number three, that brings me to our sponsors and so today I'm going to have uh, some sponsorship ads in here, but instead of being hit in the face with an ad that's irrelevant or uh, completely off tone from everything else that we're doing, I'm just going to I'm going to read it. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to insert it into what we're doing. And so uh, I hope this goes smoothly, and I appreciate your understanding. Uh, and I think that you're going to agree that these are very good people, very good products. That I'm going to be talking about. So, um, I guess we're just going to get started here. And uh, thank you for listening to that. And thank you for being a part of this podcast. I appreciate you. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by my friends at Sterling Tea. And so I'll talk a little bit more about them a little bit later. But I want to introduce to you my guest today a good friend, a good man. Um, A pretty good chiropractor, from what I understand. I've not used him yet, but Dr. Marcus Temez, thank you for being here, man. Thanks, Lee. I appreciate it. I am so glad. We talked about doing this uh, several weeks ago. It's been been several several weeks. And then schedules and trying to get everything set up into the year, first of the year, all that. Um, I've been looking forward to it. I really have. Hey, me too. Yes, sir. Um, I'm glad that you drove out. Had some pretty good weather today, so you got to drive out <laughs> to the beautiful. Ranch. Yeah, man, we uh, set up up here. I enjoy doing it here. It's kind of, uh, I was going to do it when I first set up this idea. I thought about maybe doing it some other places. You know, you can rent studios, and there's uh, there's other options that you can do. I've got other buildings that I, sure. I lease and own, and I could have done it some other place in some other format. But I really like this one because this is kind of oh. just uh, right at home and and uh I've had a lot of comfortable conversations in this room now and uh sharing with folks and so I'm glad you made the drive out. No, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Yes, sir. Well, I wanna get I wanna get into uh some things with you here. I I've watched your business, <clears throat> I've watched you launch out and uh I've watched you for a few years, several years. And sure. and people don't always know who's watching. Correct. They they really are it's surprising sometimes. When you find out someone's been watching or, or yes, listening sir. to you. Um, you know, I was just the other day, a guy walked up and he said, Man, I've been watching, listening to the podcast. I did not ever expect for that particular guy to be watching or listening to anything that I was doing. But he said, Man, I'm caught up and I'm waiting on next week to come in. I said, sweet. That's awesome. You yeah. just never know. You never know who's listening, never know who's watching. No,
1: you don't. And I think, you know, especially in a small town, Uh, This is this was home. So you 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 try to do good. You you try to put yourself out there. And um, along this journey, you you just you really have no clue who's either watching you or who's going to walk through your doors. Mm -hmm. And that's uh, as a business. It's scary. But at the same time,
0: it's exciting. Right. Right. It's it's always fun to me to see uh, somebody support you that you weren't expecting. You know, it's had no clue. You knew who I was. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I I I was watching um and we'll get into this in a minute. I don't want to sure. ju- I don't want to jump the gun too good, yeah. too bad, but um back back in your Fox days and sure. was, you know the sports stuff, you know. I, kn- I knew you were. I was watching some of that. That's hilarious. And it was kind of cool stuff, yeah. you know. Um but yeah, I want to I want to talk to you about the practice first. Let's get yeah. right. I, this I got to tell you first who who <clears throat> this guy is. So um uh, we met Officially, probably at the restaurant eating burgers, sure, right, I think that's that's probably correct, and so uh you came in um we we hit it off, I mean, you're just one of those guys it's you know always kind and always just just nice, just a nice guy, and um you know, so <laughs> opposites attracted you know, I'm not the nicest guy in the world, no, I'm just kidding so, <laughs> I, you know we got along we got along well um and then, of course, it helps that you like my burgers. I mean, that always... Heck yeah, always, I love your burgers. It's <laughs> always, a, that's yes, sir. always a, a good thing, right? Yeah. The brownie, um, too, and the ice cream. Of course. My wife and I
1: both love that.
0: Of course. Yeah. That's a that's a crowd favorite. Yeah. I had some ladies in last night, and they got the... Uh, they were from Pennsylvania. Their fam, family brought them in. They said they want something Texan. Okay. Well, you don't think you get any more Texan than Wells no. Cattle Company. Yeah. And so then we brought... They got the. They got their food. They were They were liking it. Then they got the peach cobbler. Oh, and yeah, then, that was good too. And she said, she said, honey, she said, Honey, this stuff right here needs to be on the Food Network. <laughs> 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 nah, that's fine. We're having a good time. Sure. But, yeah. Um, so we got we got together, uh got to know each other and sit down and talked and seen you in restaurants and around town, sure. you know, that kind of thing. But I've watched um uh, I've watched you uh build and launch out into your own practice. Um. Oh, I should have called you doctor. I don't think I. Called no, you we're doctor we're well not in the ago. clinic right now. So I know, but I we're still we're wanted, friends. You just wanted, call me Marcus. It's I wanted fine. to make a big deal about no. the doctor because <clears throat> doctors want you to make a big deal about doctors. It, it, that's, that's,
1: <laughs> I would say that's a level of insecurity in, <laughs> I, in, my, in my professional opinion. I agree. Yeah, we I can agree. we could talk about that. You know, I agree. <laughs> it, it, it's funny.
0: I, I actually mentioned something today about that to somebody, but um, but you you've really how long you've been there in your practice. <laughs> We just opened a year ago. 1 year. 1 year. It's ridiculous. Yeah, literally
1: January 2nd of uh
0: 2023. Yeah. And uh great
1: great reviews? Yes, we uh we hit um at at this point we're at 325 reviews, Google reviews. That's crazy. In our first year. Yeah, yeah.
0: That's, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a whole lot.
1: Well, it was a a whole lot that you there's a, a whole lot of fear? You Mm -hmm. know, it was a whole lot of fear. You know, it's, when I first opened, it was the biggest risk that I, it was a huge risk. The timing was not there. Um, And of course, you're going to have people in your life that tell you, don't you think you need more experience? Or, you know, have you you ever ran a business before? Mm -hmm. Well, no. Mm -hmm. You know, but it was, it was just a lot of all out massive action. And um, the fear of the other side of that was failure. And that's, that just wasn't an option. Mm -hmm. So. Absolutely. I think I cut you off on that question. No, I. But I, but I, I, I understand that. I understand
0: yeah. exactly what you're saying. Um, I, I've said it a lot recently. You're either growing or you're dying. Correct. And and in the restaurant business, when we find restaurants that are that are just plateauing out, <clears throat> um, they're probably on the way down. They're sure. not going to stay that way and, and grow from that. And um, so I think that I think it's um, it, it can be called fear. But I also think it can be called uh, respect. Yes, respect of failing, and I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that if I can help do it. Um, I'm going to do everything I can to to succeed. And so you've you've been doing this a year, um, and I like how I like how you um, I like your your. I like your cheesy photoshopping. Can I call it that? It, <clears throat> we can call it cheesy photoshopping. That's ob- that's a, that's a whole deal. It's obvious yeah. that it's Photoshop. Yeah. Which is which is the joy of it, right? You're yeah. looking at this and you're like It's done on purpose. There's no way Garth Brooks is standing in his lobby. <laughs> oh, of course it's not. I can tell that's like that's not even cardboard cutout. That's like cheesy Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Yes, sir. I like it. That's fun. Um of course you got the uh, you got the bow tie look you go for you know the the real exquisite. Uh, there, there's a story care. behind that. Tell us, tell us. <clears throat> so one of my
1: one of my favorite movies is The Greatest Showman, mm-hmm. and um, so if if you've you seen that's The Greatest Absolutely. Absolutely. Showman, so The Greatest Showman, and anyone that knows me personally knows that that's probably one of my top five favorite movies mm-hmm. of all time. Um, Rightfully so. And it had nothing to do with the music. The music part of it was, I mean, that was fun too, but it it really had everything to do with the story. Now, I'm sure, you know, with it being in Hollywood, um, you know, there's, there's I'm sure, stories of P.T. Barnum that weren't correct and mm-hmm. some things that were exaggerated mm-hmm. a little bit. But the whole premise of the story, you know, it wasn't fake it till you make it. It was make it so you didn't have to. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he he took a huge risk in... Um, you know, he he made up some things and just figured out a way to make it happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing I love so much about the top hat, the top hat is one of our core values. Uh, Basically, it means, um, you know, we always deliver world-class customer service or black tie type of service. Mm -hmm. But the top hat is also... It serves as a reminder to me to always give your best performance, whether you're start starting from the bottom or you're at the top. but you never forget when you when it, when it is showtime it's time to step out and it's mm-hmm. it's time to shine mm-hmm. so that's that's probably that's one of the biggest reasons why we've branded our entire office basically I mean just uh, is up the top hat all mm-hmm. because of the greatest showman
0: that's awesome. sure, yeah, and I get it. I get <laughs> it he was he was um, he was an innovator yes, he was doing things no one had ever done. It's one thing to take something that people have done and didn't make it good, you know, make it great yeah. or make it better, or different. But to do something that no one's ever done before. Sure. That that's never been a thing. Sure. And then you do it. And then all of a sudden now you know, it's it's kind of the standard of what others are doing. It's kind of kind of my story as well. Really, nobody'd ever um, not that I know of, no one has ever done whole ground beef. I was told not to do it. I was told I was ridiculed for it. Uh, and whole ground beef, for those that are listening, is taking all the prime cuts and putting them into your hamburger meat. Wow. So the the filet, the prime rib, um, the roast, the brisket, all of that goes into the grind. Well, wow. they the old ranchers for one, boy, they were hard on me. They're like, you're stupid. You don't do that. That's disrespectful to that those cuts of meat. You know, I've I heard it all, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to do something no one's ever done before because it's going to be greater than anybody's ever had before and i believed in that and when i did now 20 awards later in 5 years um you know all the things yeah. all the things that have happened uh, which is why i wrote the book that's why we're sitting here talking sure. just because uh, i love to talk to people who have done things that no one's ever done and they've done them in a different way than it's ever been done and sure. that's that's one thing i want to talk to you about cuz I've never seen anybody just burst onto the scene the way you did. Like you came all out and and on social media doing it well. Uh talk to me about social media presence and how tell me how you <clears throat> how how do you do how do you quantify and and plan or is it is it even planned? How do you oh, do Oh no, that? it's planned. Yeah, tell you me about You
1: know, why. so uh the first um uh, thing about social media you know i i have four rules you know i don't post anything uh that's negative for sure. sure it's always positive but for me the rules are is it funny is it beautiful is it useful or is it inspiring if it is not one of those four things i don't talk about it mm-hmm. i don't post about it i don't talk about it again beautiful uh inspiring useful or funny if it's mm-hmm. not one of those four things i'm out um i try to say something um, I try to post something in the morning around sometimes six a.m. Sometimes seven, seven thirty a.m. If you post around, uh, if you post around eight thirty or nine, people are on their way to work, so the chances are they're not going to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, so if they're driving to work, you know, they're trying to find a parking spot. Um, you know, they, they won't see it, and then they get to work. Well, then usually between nine and ten. It's not a bad time to post during that time because a lot of times people are spending more time, you know, getting thing, getting coffee, uh, mm-hmm. spending more time on social media than mm-hmm. than what they should. Going they're, to the bathroom longer than what they should. They're
0: settled back down a little bit. They're now. settled back yeah. down.
1: So from nine to ten, decent time. It depends, but I usually won't post anything after let between eleven and twelve because if you if I post something at eleven, usually people are getting ready to go to lunch and they're mm-hmm. like they look at the clock and they're like oh dang like i got i got i got lunch in an hour i got to knock this stuff out mm. so then they get to work for an hour and they try to knock stuff out so you know the the timings that i post i i try to post one thing uh that's you know somewhat inspiring or useful in the mornings um and then at night you know some you, you got to keep the engagement that's 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 one thing um that's been important for
0: us i like the list of four yeah i like those i think that those um, make make worthwhile posting, and negativity in business. Um, just never, it just never it never never works out right. I've seen people, you know, they in pleading and begging um, are not good, not no, good ways to look either.
1: I'm really glad you brought that up. You know, uh, I saw something. You you remember seeing the craze with the, the the red Stanley Cups? Yes. You know, I saw a lot of business owners. Um, you know, that had, had, had originally when they saw that, they're like, oh, you know, I wish I wish you guys would support us the way that you support, you know, these red Stanley Cup mm-hmm. cups. But, you know, what I what I've learned in a in a short amount of time, you know, people are willing to spend people are will spend money on the things that they want in mm-hmm. and the, and our product first. Well, you know, people buy you first, your company second and your product third. And until they know who you are, they're not interested in the other two. Mm-hmm. But even when they do learn about those things, you have to be, as your product and your company, have to be have to be able to create an experience that supersedes the things that they want. Uh, it was a couple, oh, let's see, it was in late December, uh, my wife Maddie and I went to this Harry Potter Forbidden Forest thing mm-hmm. in Little Elm. And when I got there, I'm not gonna lie, it was expensive. I mean, we could we were we were fine. We could afford to do it, mm-hmm. but it was an experience. Um, they had chocolate frogs. They had every every flavor jelly beans. I don't know if you're mm. familiar with Harry Potter or not. They had butter beer. It's not alcoholic, but butter beer <laughs> right. and all the products that they had. They were they were super. I mean, they were they were pretty pricey for what they were. But what pe- what people were doing? They were paying for it, mm-hmm. and not just. I mean, it was a lot of people there paying for this, and. Um, you know, we'll probably talk about it here in, in a minute when it comes to our office. But it for us, it's about creating an experience, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing I feel that we do better. That we st- I shouldn't say that we do better, but one thing we strive to do better than anyone else mm-hmm. is to create a world class, unforgettable experience.
0: Mm-hmm. I like the decor in your office yes. as well. It's different. That it's- is
1: all done with a per- by purpose, right? So uh, I have another rule when uh, several rules when it comes to um, the environment in our office. Uh, it's got to be able to touch all five senses, Mm -hmm. you know? So what does it look like? Well, we, you know, I, I don't have, if you walk in, you're not going to see anatomy charts. Mm -hmm. There's no anatomy charts anywhere. And for me, I, as a, as a healthcare provider, it's kind of overplayed in my opinion, because most patients, when they walk in, they don't have a clue what that is. Mm -hmm. And if anything, it might give them a little bit of anxiety. (laughs) Um, So, you know, they're not going to have any clue what they're looking at. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do have things that I use. Uh, I have visuals that I use. Uh, it's a 3D computer program that I can literally look inside your look inside, you know, a brain and tell p- patients exactly what's going on, whether it's in their spine, a muscle. I can show them actions of the muscles. Um, but yes, you know, how does the office look when you first walk in? You know, how does it smell? Mm-hmm. It smells pleasant. Um, <laughs> I want. I. This is kind of an embarrassing story, but I used to work at Abercrombie years ago. Go uh, figure, right? Okay. Yeah, me, Abercrombie. I used Abercrombie. to be a model, shirtless. I, I, well, that's another... I'm, I'm just
0: kidding. That's
1: a lie. So I worked at Abercrombie, and one thing that I, I loved about the store was how good it smelled. Mm-hmm. But the one compliment that we always got was, oh my gosh, I love how that store smelled. So I kid you not, I went and bought, uh, here's a secret, went and bought Abercrombie and Fitch candles. Mm-hmm. I bought the room spray. Now, we don't... We probably don't spray as much in our practice as we, you know, did in the store when I worked there, you know, as a teenager. Um, but yeah, so what does it look like? Mm-hmm. What does it smell like now? What is not necessarily, we don't give anything to taste other than I coffee. Say,
0: what do you, what do your chairs taste like? I don't know. I, <laughs> I'd i be afraid to it. no, them. you
1: know, uh, it, well, the chairs feel good. Everything feels good yeah. in there. It's a, it's yeah.
0: a feel good type of environment. Well, you know, you talk, uh, you talk, I'll pause you for a second. Yeah, go you ahead. talk about the smell. Yes. I write about this in the book. Um, the Vegas, their casinos have since pumped in, correct, to their atmosphere,, yeah. into their air handlers. Yeah. So when you walk into Circus Circus, which is an old beat-up casino, you yeah, know, on the old strip, right? And uh, we had to walk in there of course, because sure. it was crazy. Um, but when you walk in the first four year, you smell like cotton candy. <laughs> and then and then of course cigarettes. But you know, at, at first <laughs> I, was, at, I was like, Are you sure it's not cigarettes? <laughs> it's it's very strong. But you first get this hint of of uh cotton candy there. Well, we walked into these others, you know, Caesars and various others. We walk, we walked through all of them uh the days we were there. And I paid attention because I knew this and I hadn't I hadn't written the book yet, but I knew and I was paying attention to the different smells, and there's something about it. There's something ab- about that whole environment. Go ahead. Tell, tell me what well,
1: else. You, you p- people want pleasant smells, but you can't have like I don't use essential oils because there's some people that are more sensitive and they're strong uh, and they're strong. They're strong. Yeah. So Too you strong. know, I you know, when we first opened, you know, my mom, and my wife, uh, family members, you know, wanted to give us these essential oils, and I told all of them no. And sometimes it's hard to tell yeah. people in your family no, and they're like, no, people were like this. I'm like, no, it's, it's I'm not looking to cater to just most of people. I'm trying to cater to everyone. Mm-hmm. And of course you're going to have some one-offs. Mm-hmm. So, but it's got to smell pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, so it's got to smell pleasant. It's got to look clean. Uh, we have, we do have some candy there. We make fresh coffee. Uh, do remind me about the coffee. Cause that, that is part of our experience. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see the coffee look, sight, smell, taste. How, what does it feel like? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, we, we try to keep the temperature at a certain uh, height. We change it all the time. It just depends on what, um, you know, what the weather's doing outside. outside. Yeah, it matters. Um, yeah. But music, the music we play is probably most curious to the people that come in. So uh, I play 30s and 40s. Hmm. 30s and forties, I, I love Dean Martin. I love Bing Crosby. Of course Frank Sinatra. Mm-hmm. Um, but I listen to that style of music and I notice when people come in, it's just they feel relaxed. Sometimes yeah. they'll fall asleep on the table while they're waiting for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so I don't play rock music. I love rock music. Yeah. You know, um,
0: there there's different I don't play the I don't put the news on. That's uh, I don't do any of that. We get we get, I got a guy yesterday came up to <laughs> me and he said, Man, I love the playlist. We Perfect. get it all the time. Actually, I've shared my playlist out mm-hmm. publicly. We've posted our playlist, sure. Which for us is '90s country. I love it. '80s and '90s country, but that
1: fits. Yeah, your environment. Right. That's the that's the experience that people want when you walk into. I mean, it says literally in your name, Wells Cattle Company. Mm-hmm. So you know,
0: part of part of it, getting that experience is you want to hear that type of music. Well, and, as you're going through your office, I'm going through my restaurant. And we've done exactly the same thing. We want people to feel, and they say, you know, the back room, the back dining room in the the spring, summer, like, man, this feels like a tree house. That's perfect. That's what I want. I want to smell the wood. Yeah. And so you got you, and you are back there. You've got the cedar that that whole room is made out of, but uh, we do the same thing. And I talk about that in the book about the, the power of all five senses. Yes. And so people, um, people will respond and they don't even know why, but they'll be comfortable. and They don't even know why. Correct. Or they'll be ha- they'll be in a better mood. Don't even know why. Sure. And so, but we do, we do. And I think as a business owner, uh, it's very smart to think like that. The crazy like
1: thing that. about that, and I I can't stress the importance of trying to touch all five senses. In our first year, we had over seven hundred new patients, and I can tell you, we haven't had one rude patient that's walked through our doors. I love it. And a lot of it I mean it starts from how we set the tone, mm-hmm. the mood that we create because mm-hmm. you know people there's a rule that I have called the 8-hour rule. Um and I've learned this from some of my mentors too but uh when a new patient comes through your office you are they're basically giving you 8 hours to f- solve their problem. They don't realize it's 8 hours. It's a You know, psychological, Mm. subconscious type of clock. And that eight hours consists of the time it takes for them to get ready to go, the time it takes for them to get in the car, to drive and go through the traffic, the time it takes to find a parking spot. Uh, The location for us was huge. We can talk about that in a little bit. But um, the time it takes for them to come in, fill out paperwork. We have minimal paperwork. You know, do you hate filling filling Mm. out paperwork? I hate it. Yep. You know, there's so many other doctor's offices that, I, that I've been at or gone to, or I've had other doctors come and have us talk and try to see if there's things we can do to help them. And it's too much paperwork. And a lot of the paperwork is redundant. And a lot mm-hmm. of the paperwork, dude, you know, don't ask the patient what kind of bed that they have. You know, now it's maybe a different story if they've had the bed for eight or nine years. But, you know, for the most part, people are coming in for their reasons, not ours. Mm-hmm. And so it includes paperwork um the time it the evaluation um I mean this their first overall visit now we try to keep them busy as soon as you walk in through our office I don't want you to sit down I want to take you straight into one of our our rooms called I call it the dream room it's a new patient room but it's called the dream room there's a sign that says dream there's some paintings in there that say chase your dreams um you know there's there's some pretty cool stuff that's in that room but I want them to get started immediately because that clock is ticking mm-hmm. Um, what, what do they
0: do in that room?
1: Well, so w- when they go in this room, we give them the paperwork, but we offer them a bottle of water or if they would like a fresh coffee. If they do want fresh coffee, we will ask them how they, uh, what flavors they like or uh, whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, how they like the, their coffee made. Do you want two sugars, one sugar, mm-hmm. one creamer, you know, two creamers? And if they tell us what they want, we actually make a note in their chart as mm-hmm. to what they want because uh, when they come back in the future – I want them, I only if they come back, like, and they, they can't, even though if they're on the schedule, that doesn't count. They, once they walk through our doors, if they walk through our doors and they get on the table, we'll make that we'll make their coffee exactly to their, spe, their specifications from the, from the first time that they came in. Um, I mean, it's all about trying to create an experience and going back to the eight hour rule, it's all these things that it takes time for the patients to, for you to solve their problem. Mm -hmm. And so if, if I cannot give them at least an, if if you find improvement in their symptoms or improvement in their condition, that, that time extends a little bit, you buy yourself a little bit more Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. Um, but that, that first eight hours, uh, the first five minutes that they're in our office, how we answer the phones. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, 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 that's 90% of the first impression is how we answer our phones. Yeah. You know, I'll even tell our team member, talk with a smile. Like if you don't talk with a smile, you you sound angry over the phone. You know, <laughs> right. I mean I, I it sounds like I'm being a stickler, but it's all about the experience because we are not we're not UT Southwestern, we're mm-hmm. not Baylor Scott and White, we're not Lake Point, we're not these big massive hospitals, you know. So we have to do things that no one else wants to do mm-hmm. nor chooses to do in order to
0: separate ourselves from everybody else. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I I love the uh attention to detail there because if if I were needing a uh, a chiropractor, if I were needing to come see you, I hope you don't have to see, see me. I, I used to, I, we could talk about this later. but yeah. I have had massive back problems in my mm. life. Um, I'll tell you about it now. Sure, I had a um, it was my first job out of college, and I walked into what I was in. I had an engineer. Um, I was working uh, for an electronics company and doing their. Um, R&D lab work well one of the engineers said hey I've got this box for you it goes back to your lab and uh, could you could you grab it and take it out and I said sure he said uh, I thought he said it has one back plate in it uh, for a, a machine that we were working on what I didn't realize was it had probably 15 or 20 back plates in it so I just reached over nonchalant one leg up one leg down grab it pick it up I heard my back pop In my lower back, it it popped, echoed in that room, and I couldn't stand up. I dropped the box. I backed over to a chair, and when I sat down in the chair, my feet came up. And uh, I sat there for a little while, got my knees to bend. I mean, it it was a, I don't know if I ruptured something. I'm not sure, but uh, it was bad. And I was a young guy, you know, I was early twenties, and A uh, a few years ago, it's been a while. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. Um, so, uh, I walked over to my boss. My boss was a jerk. He mm. was he was the worst person I've I've met in a long, long mm. time known in the, in all these years. He's probably one of the worst people, uh, one of the worst bosses I've ever had. And he says, "I'll oh, get back to work. You you're, you'll be fine. Go walk it off." And I said, "No, I'm I'm telling you, I'm here because something happened. Something loud happened, painful." He said, "Man, just just get back to work. You'll be fine." And, uh, so I did and worked. Struggled through the day. When I got home, my wife's an Ari and my wife's a nurse. She, oh, how time, about that? Yeah, Mine too. She, she was at Parkland at the time, uh, putting her time in. And, uh, she, she saw me and she said, uh, uh-uh, uh, something's not right. She took, get in the car and <laughs> took me to the, to the ER, to the <clears throat> clinic. And, uh, as I was at the clinic, they said, no, no, something's, something's bad wrong. And so they put me right into, uh, uh, Workman's comp paid for, yeah. you know, some treatments. but well, they did the tens unit and stuff on my back. It sure. Didn't help anything. No, at all. not that way. Um, and so, I've I just pushed through. I just pushed through. Um, anyway, for years I struggled. I've been, well, you got to tell me more about that after would, we're done. It would be, it would be just, it would pop up, it would flare up, mm-hmm. and I'd be in the bed for three days. I couldn't mm-hmm. get out of bed. I've been, uh, I couldn't get out of the bed to go to the bathroom. Kind of that kind sure. of a deal. And so um, I know you worked with Buffington, and y'all worked together, right? <clears throat> we did so not work together. You've we see each other. Yeah, you've well, seen so him in we your office or we uh,
1: he he is uh, uh, before I opened, he reached out, um, and uh, he offered some some help, and yeah. uh, he, he, along with him and Doctor J Humphrey, yeah, uh, two cool dudes. Right, uh, they were both super helpful and wanting to help us. Well, they're. They've uh, been around. Succeed. They've been
0: around the block. They've been around the chiropractic block a while.
1: Yeah. So you know, and and fortunately for me, I mean, I had really great mentors. I mean, there's it, it, when people see, you know, you mentioned earlier, you know, where did this come from? How do we? How do we just show up mm-hmm. in a year? I mean, this was years and years of preparation. Mm-hmm. That's what I planned on, you know. And you know, I knew years ago when social media, I had to build you know try to build some sort of social media presence and um and it wasn't to take advantage of people or anything like that but I knew I had to put myself out there
0: it's networking
1: it's networking and in one way so I used to be terrified of people mm-hmm. and so I I got my job with Fox when I was 17 years old and uh that's a really funny story so don't let me forget to talk about mm-hmm. that um but, but one tell, of the, tell it now tell it now tell it
0: Fox News, or Fox Sports. Yeah, Fox Sports. So
1: uh, one of the things my mentor told me at that time was like, if you are too humble and too quiet, people will never know you exist. People will never know what you have to offer. So at some point, I had to break out of that shell. So this is a hilarious story. I get this story probably once every week or so. People ask me, how did that happen? How did you get a job? So... (laughs) I got to be careful how I say all this. So I used to work. Um, there was a, one of my dad's best friends. He used to do security for the Cowboys. Mm. Okay. So this was in the old Texas stadium. Okay. And so he asked me and my dad one day, and at the time I was in high school, I think I was 15 or 16 years old. And he was like, Hey, do you guys want to go work some cowboy games? And I, we were both like, heck yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go work some games. And, um, I think my dad worked one or two or three games at the most and then like ended up doing it because when we, you know, when I when you started out as security, I was making like nine dollars an hour and I was standing outside in the cold and the rain, patting down literally tens of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. And you know, they gave me a little wand and you know, I'm right, you know, right. wanding people and, and whatnot. And so about I want to say that season I, th- I had to have been 15 years old, 15, 15 or 16. I, I can't remember what, how old I was at that particular time, but I did one season of security, and then the following season uh, we go out, and I just saw, I told one of my buddies, and I was like, you know, we used to, so whenever you go to check in at the game with the supervisors, this is a different security. That's not the same security that the Cowboys have now. So I feel safe saying all of this, mm-hmm. but at the time uh, that security company, you would go to an employee check in. Uh, you'd sign in, they'd ask you, you know, the supervisors there would ask you, where do you normally work? And, you know, you could say, oh, I, you know, work outside, you know, the gates, patting people down, ticket taking. Um, and I had heard one guy say that he worked on the field, like doing Mm -hmm. security. And so that was the first game I heard him say that I'm thinking, you know, the next time, next game that comes, I'm going to tell that supervisor that. (laughs) So the next game comes, and I tell my friend my plan. I'm like, "Hey, we're both we both need to go. We're gonna check in. We're gonna tell them we work on the field." And he was like, "No, man, don't do it. Like, we're gonna get in trouble. I'm like, really, and get fired from our nine dollar an hour job. You know, they're not gonna fire us. You know, there's literally thousands of security guards all over the stadium, so they would, if anything, they would just move us to somewhere else. Um, But I stuck to it. I was like, I'm just gonna see what happens. So here I am, next game." Um, I'm coming to the employee check-in, and, and uh, the supervisor's like, all right, put your name here. Where do you normally work? And I was like, I work on the field. He looks up, pauses for a second. He looks at me, <laughs> and he was like, I don't recognize you. He was like, I, I've never seen you before a day in my life. And I was like, good. That means I'm doing my job. And he looked at me, and he goes, You know what? (laughs) I like that. Here's your field pass. Here you go. Sign here. And at the time, I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure now that at that point, I was 16 years old. And he gives me my field pass, and I'm walking, uh, you know, around the stadium. I'm thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna work security on the field. And but then I had to figure out well where the You didn't you didn't think that all the way through, did no you? I didn't because I'm thinking like crap now, where now what? how do I how do I get on the field? <laughs> yeah. So then I <laughs> I know there's there's more. It uh-huh, keeps going. Uh-huh. So um and my friend, he was too chicken to say that he worked on the field. So he said he worked down like in the lower bowl. And of course, you know, the guy believed him and he gave him a gave him a pass. I mean, here we are, 2 16 seven sixteen-year-old kids you know with field passes working security for the Cowboys and so I I worked down my I work my way down to the field and there is more supervisors these are like higher supervisors than the other guy that I just dealt with and so I get down there and uh, you know the supervisor you know he used some colorful language that I won't say but uh-huh. he was like you know who the uh-huh. who who are you <laughs> and and I was like you know hey I'm, I'm Marcus and he was like uh, I've never seen you he was like, "What are you doing down here?" And I'm like, "I work down here." And he goes, well, "How come I don't recognize you?" And I was like, "Good. That means I'm doing my job." And then again, he looked. This guy looks at me. He just stares. And now, keep in mind, they were doing a security meeting at that time. So technically, I was late to that security meeting because there was other guys that were down there. And he looked at me, and oh my gosh, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm I'm about to get I'm about to get worked. Uh-huh. And he was like. I like that. I like that. And he looked at the the rest of the security guard guys, and he was like, "Y'all see that? That's what we're. That's that's what I'm talking about. That's what you're supposed to be doing." You know, Marcus, I like you. You you come with me. You come with me. And so here he is talking me up, and I'm thinking, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is actually going to work." Yeah. So he's taking me around, and he goes, "All right, there's a group of guys I want you to to be with. Uh, you're going to be working with them. Just do. Don't talk to them. Don't say anything to them." Don't do it. Just do what they tell you to do. Um, don't speak unless spoken to. And I was like, okay, and guess who I was watching? I was watching some uh, some some workers for Fox Sports, mm. and so I I ended up working, uh, just watching them for a couple games and uh, or for the first game, and then the next game when I came, of course I got another field pass. Uh, I go down and the Fox crew requested me again because they liked they they I don't know whatever reason they liked they they specifically requested me mm. to be their security guard um and one rule that they had in that security company was don't be networking don't be trying to do any of that stuff mm-hmm. what do you think I did mm. yeah. you know I I made some friends and um it, the there's a longer story to that but eventually I I ended up getting a job with Fox Sports when I was 17 years old wow. and had no idea what I was doing I was dumber than a stump um, and I had, a, yeah. I started out doing,
0: were you still in high school?
1: Oh yeah. No, no. I just got, gra- sorry. I just graduated high school. We had okay. actually just won the state championship in baseball, go DC chargers. <laughs> um, yeah, we had just won the state championship and, and, um, and I, I was, a I was a pretty awesome baseball player, but you know, I felt like God was telling me no more. Mm-hmm. So That was a hard thing to give up, but three months later, here I am working in television for Fox Sports, and that was always a dream of mine, to work in sports broadcasting. Like, oh my gosh, every guy's job. But when I started, it was, I started from the bottom. I mean, I was learning how to fold, like, I was learning about what what each cables were. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't know what Sempty Fiber was. I didn't know what TAC-12 was. I didn't know what Coax and Triax, DT, and all these different types of cables were. Um, XLR. I mean, there was all these different types of cables that I had no idea what they were because they all looked the, they all looked the same to me, right. except for the ends. But <laughs> but even then, and I'm sure you've had to figure that out on your on your journey here. So I started learning how to do cables and um and but for me, it was all about trying to take massive action. Even then, as a 17, 18 year old uh, working for Fox Sports, because I knew I didn't just want to be doing you know over and undering cables and doing trench work to to build cables and you know, I wanted to be behind a camera. I wanted to work my way up. And uh, I, I ended up making friends with the right people and, and looking. I volunteered to do things that no one else wanted to do. And I would take a lot of criticism from it uh, because pe- guys were like, hey, man, you know, people don't think you're being a team player. They feel like, you know, you're, you're trying to do more than what you should. You know, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to help you. I mean, People
0: are intimidated by a go-getter.
1: Well, at the time, yeah. I, it scared me. Yeah. So, you know, I ended up, you know, I, I didn't make very many good friends with the guys that started at the bottom with me. And these are some guys that have been there for 10, 20 years. Yeah. And there was one job that, uh, that came about and um, no one knew how to do it, myself included. And... They're like, who who here can do this? And they needed this was something that needed to be done uh, for our production, and I just raised my hand. <laughs> i like, I'll do it. <laughs> and people were looking at me. Like, I may have been 19 or 20 years old at that point. What was it? Um, I was working. Um, there was a camera crane down on the field, and there's two cameramen that sit in this camera crane and they film the games. But it's on the sideline. But this camera crane, it's kind of it works kind of like a forklift. I had never driven a forklift b- before. Mm. Have, you, have you driven a forklift? Yeah. So you know when you turn left, where, where does it yeah. go? It's run from the back. Yep. It runs from the back. Right. It turns right. Mm-hmm. So if you turn left, you could turn right <laughs> and vice versa. So, so it's so, like a
0: manned jib or something? Is yeah,
1: it's a man. It, exactly. Yeah, That's what exactly like what it is. It's a man. It's a manned jib. Mm-hmm. And I had never done it before. Yeah. And, um, so when I, I, <laughs> I signed up, I chose myself for this. And we're, we're about an hour away from game time. This was at Texas Tech and uh, Lubbock. It was, uh, I think, Texas Tech and OU that were playing. And, I mean, we were an hour away from game time. And I needed, I needed to learn how to operate yeah. this thing. Yeah. So I go to my boss, uh, the producer at the time. I was like, hey, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't know how to run this thing. And he goes, I mean, he had some colorful language, too. Mm-hmm. But he was like, hey, it's your hole now you know, <laughs> go figure, make, it out. figure it out. <laughs> and so I grabbed the, I grabbed a couple of the camera guys and I was like, Hey, we need to go out here. So, Hey, I'm doing test runs with this camera crane, you know, going down the sidelines, you know? And, um, it, it was, it wasn't as easy as you, you thought it right. would be. But mm-hmm. the thing is like when, as soon as a play goes or as soon as a play finishes, wherever that ball ends, I got to get there. And the issue with that in college, they have a lot of alumni that are down on the field, mm. cheerleaders, um mascots and you got to make sure you don't hit these people Mm -hmm. uh so it's uh so that was a that was a crazy first experience and eventually i worked my way up into um you know uh, doing some camera
0: stuff did you ever have to do that run that machine again yes i did i i did you
1: become the man for that i became that for a little (laughs) for a little bit but i wanted more you know and um there was a trip and there was a trip we had. We were doing OU versus A and M, and this is in Norman, Oklahoma. And uh, we, we, Fox said, I, I was at school that day, and they told me, "Hey, can you be at the airport at this time?" And you know, I'd drop everything I was doing, get to the airport, and then I'd fly to wherever it was they told me to go for the weekend. And uh, but this weekend it was in, It was in Norman, and <clears throat> I get there, and there's one producer that was there with one of my. Um, mentor type of friend that was, uh, he was meeting with him and, uh, this was, we were having breakfast. And so I, it was just them two sitting at the table, kind of like you and I. So I thought, oh man, that guy's important. Like I want to go try to get to know him. So I went over to introduce myself and he looked at me and he basically told me to, you know, go away (laughs) again in a very colorful language. And I mean, it was so terrible what he said to me. I was so mad at him. But I didn't say anything back to him. I wanted to, but I bit my tongue and was like, eh, I don't, I don't want to burn any bridges. You know, I'll, I'll just keep to myself. Mm-hmm. Well, later, uh, a couple weeks later, we get called to another game and, um, I get on the airplane and guess who I'm sitting next to mm-hmm. that, produ- that, that producer. Yeah. And I mean, this guy had a lot of power and, I mean, literally, our seats were together. And I'm thinking, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> so I'm like, well, I got my organic chemistry book. You know, I was studying at the time. Uh, and he sees that book, and he was like, why are you reading organic chemistry? And I was like, well, my my, my, my goal was to be a doctor, you know, go to med school and, and whatnot. And, and he was like, you're too smart for here. And I was like, no, like, uh, you know, this... Whatever we know we, we chatted it up, but he ended up apologizing to me eventually mm. about what he said yeah. now Super Bowl I don't remember whats which Super Bowl it was it was in New York uh, maybe it may have been nine or ten years ago, but it was in New York um he was bummed because normally he he was the main one of the main producers for the Super Bowl mm-hmm. but he was stuck with me doing the United States women's olympic national team versus i don't remember if it was brazil or who it was but the women were playing um a friendly in frisco well several hours later he gets a call saying hey you need to get to new york we need you for the super bowl so he he basically was leaving a a vacant role for this particular production that we were doing with the the women's team Mm -hmm. in frisco and he was like crap I need to find someone to to do this. Mm-hmm. So in about an hour, uh, he he took me into the the production truck and it was like, what do you know about any of this equipment? I mean, I'll, imagine walking in and you see all these keys, just mm-hmm. like you have, but a whole a, a whole line of them yeah. and screens everywhere. Yeah. And I see these things. And I'm thinking, hey, I see one thing, and I was like, I know what that is. And he goes, how do you know what that is? It was a vector scope. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we I learned about it in physics. Right. Uh, and he was like, how'd you know it? How would you know what that is? and from that point on he was like okay let's let me just try to teach you how to do this and so i was basically doing it was almost like photoshop on the go but on television mm-hmm. you know but live television you're editing you know each frame the darkness the gain the the color uh, different different things that we were editing mm-hmm. um, but i had to learn it within you know an hour or so same thing just like the other thing i had it about an hour to learn how to drive the camera crane so you, in, in television you, the show, the one rule we heard all the time was a show must go on. Mm-hmm. And if someone, if you ever got an opportunity to do something that you know would help you work your way up, you had to say yes. And mm-hmm. if you didn't say yes, you would stay at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so at that point, that's how during, during my time there was how I, I worked my way up and, and tried to learn my way of networking and, and being willing to take risks and things of that nature.
0: That's that was awesome. a long that, that was, was a long story. Awesome story. <laughs> so, so you might find this interesting. People who've listened to the podcast will know this, but I built a TV truck a few years ago and uh, ran my own. Did seven, you really seven camera fiber based HD system? Um, I did that for uh, several years. I sold that company. Wow! To Open Wells Cattle Company. That's
1: amazing.
0: Yeah. So we we had uh, we had uh, we had a full Black Magic system. Um, at the time, Black Magic Design, and um, they were the most integrated system I could buy. Sure. And so um, I had uh, smart lenses, uh, iris and color control, all of the, the light controls I could run from the switcher. Correct. And um, all that was, was pretty advanced. It was all HD. Um, it was right before 4K became affordable. Sure. 4K was out, but I wasn't, I wasn't paying for it. Yeah. And, so, and everything was fiber-based, so uh, we even ran our audio back over fiber, which did a really nice, a nice. So you decouple. did you
1: ran audio over fiber? That's yeah. a newer technology.
0: Yeah, and so it was on a, a service channel. And That's so amazing. What, what that does, if you know audio, is it decouples you from ground and all Correct. of your interferences. And so we were doing some cool stuff like that uh, several years ago. So I built, a, I had a 16, I had no idea. That's crazy. I had a sixteen foot enclosed trailer. I built into a. Uh, when we get done, I'll show you some pictures. Yes, but, please. Um, we we ran. Um, all kinds of interesting things, um, conventions and we ran iMag, you know, the big screens that people watch. Uh, then we also recorded down and stuff like that. So it was, it was a lot of fun. We enjoyed fun facts. I never knew about Lee Wells, right? right.
1: That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I've done, I've done quite a few things. This is, I'm on my, I'm on my 10th company right now starting. That's amazing. So I've done a few things. Let me take a break if I can. Yeah, And uh, today's episode generously sponsored by my friends at Sterling Tea. Did you know that Rockwall is home to an international tea blending facility? Uh, we have tea rock stars right here in Rockwall. I don't know if you know this, but um, uh, Sterling Tea buys tea from all around the world. And then they mix and blend and then they send it back out all, all over the world. And so some of the main uh, large name tea sales companies, um, they supply tea to and they supply our peach mango and our unsweet black tea at our restaurant. We've actually won uh, awards for having best tea uh, at our restaurant from People's Choice Awards. And so that's through Sterling Tea. Uh, Some of the best restaurants in our area use (coughs) Sterling and um, uh, people are interested in using it buying sure. some they have all kinds of flavors uh, they'll set up a testing uh, tasting for you at your restaurant if you want to serve it at your restaurant uh, just go to sterlingtea.com and talk to Brenda and her staff and uh, they're they're great people I can I can honestly say the best tea I've ever had so uh, we appreciate them sponsoring this I love episode tea. today that tea is that tea is special I have people say it doesn't even need sweeteners it is so good um, actually what they do, is they they blend all these things together. And I'm not a tea person, like I don't know how to make it. But they've got all of the different stuff that the flowers and the different kinds of stuff that they make it. Uh and when you brew it, it becomes that peach mango flavor. And so it it is so clear, so it's such a crisp, clean taste that um it's really amazing. People say I don't even need I don't want sweetener in that. That's just so good like it is. So um, I got a whole long story. Some of it's in the book uh, about <laughs> about um, Stu uh, Brenda's husband and how he talked me into doing it years ago when we first got started. But that's a that's a decision I've never regretted. I love it. Yeah, yeah. They're they're great folks. Really great folks. Um, tell me, we talked a little bit about your office. We talked a little bit about yeah some of your past uh, interesting. Uh, pass for sure. Of course, everyone's interested. In, even that, that was a, that was a short
1: that was a short story, right? You know, I <laughs> right. I, I I got to do all kinds that's of crazy cool things that any guy would ever dream of. I did World Series. I was in a dugout with the Rangers and the Giants, and when they when the Giants won the World Series here in in Texas, and uh done a Super Bowl, done some pretty cool stuff. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. Um Tell me, uh, you've you're one year in uh, yeah. into your practice and into your business there. Um, tell me what's, what's on the, what's your next step? What's the future? I know you're going to keep doing what you're doing, but how, what is, what does five years out look like to you? And, and what do you see, what do you see you becoming from where you are?
1: You know, that's, that's a great question. My, my, my first one thing that I believe in is that businesses don't grow, people do. Mm-hmm. And you know, I believe first in taking care of our current. We only have one team member. It's just she and I, and we do have some massage therapists that sure. are there, but they're there by appointment only um, and during the hours where we're not treating. Um, but as far as, as growing, we you know I, we would love to have multiple clinics, but I I'm not interested in doing that until we get this first one mm-hmm. where it needs to be first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the one thing that's missing in healthcare is just the uh, you know I hate when I walk into an office. And nobody greets you. Mm-hmm. Um, heck, I, I hate when I walk into anywhere mm-hmm. and nobody greets you. You, right. you should always have a welcomer there as soon as somebody walks into your place of business. Um, you know, so it's fine tuning these little details. These, I mean, I demand excellence out of what we do, uh, and I think naturally people crave that. Mm-hmm. I think COVID, COVID in in a way was a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. It was a blessing in the sense of, I think it got more people willing to get out and live their life more afterwards Mm -hmm. and being willing to take more risks. But I think it was a curse in the sense that it made people lazy Mm -hmm. and especially businesses. I feel like it made businesses lazy. It did. And so I think COVID, you know, people want to blame COVID for their business, but I think the problem was before that. It was, they had, they didn't have a COVID issue. They had a culture issue. They had a culture issue. They had a leadership issue. Um, so all those things, going back to our five-year plan, I mean, it, it's it's making sure that we we're taking care of the team that we need to take care of first. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's
0: it's well, it's, you've already you've already expanded with some massage, you said, and yes, and uh, some you have some other things that happen there too, right? What else you got?
1: Uh, we have a, a spinal decompression massage chair. It's okay. pretty it's pretty cool. I think the patients love that that chair. If you go and read our reviews, you'll see some. I had one today. You know, some lady said, if you know, you know, the chair. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I think the pe- the patients like the chair more, more than they more like than getting... You. <laughs> yeah, more than getting treated by me. <laughs> right, but right. um, so, you, you know, we don't... The location for us was huge. We have a wonderful location. And the reason why I like it... Tell, tell us about uh, that. So it's off of 685 Justin Road uh, here in Rockwell, Texas, it's right by AutoZone. Behind AutoZone. And if you need help figuring out, out how to get there, we're somewhat in the vicinity of Brahms. And it's a, such a shame that Brahms is on the way home for me every night. So, But the good news for our location is that there's multiple ways to get out, in and out. Mm. Um, and so for me, when it came to finding a location, for that's another story too, but we weren't even looking for a location. This was a... <laughs> This happened out of nowhere, but the first thing I noticed when I got there was like, "Oh my gosh!" There's multiple ways for patients to get for people to get in and out, and then how did the parking lot look? The parking lot was it was clean, the the it was striped, um, it looked there was no trash anywhere. There were steps, there was guard, you know, rails, there was a ramp. So it was ADA compliant. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm looking at all these things. I had, I don't know if I told you this, but I had about 10 minutes to look at this location and three days to make a decision. Mm -hmm. So when I'm there, I'm literally just processing all of these things. Like, okay, if I came here, how would I make it work? But, you know, for us, it's so much about the experience in terms of trying to make things as positive as possible. I don't want patients have you ever gone somewhere and when you get there you, you can't find a parking spot so you're just like ah, I'm just gonna I'll come back another time yeah you ever done that before mm-hmm. you know we, I wanted somewhere that was easy for people to get in and out and um, there wouldn't be a lot of um, traffic that would keep them from finding a parking spot mm-hmm. um, and and
0: well, getting in and out of anywhere in Rockwall when it's busy is hard. it's hard. It's a hard thing. We're overcrowded it's hard. as it is. Yeah, unfortunately, people keep, people keep moving here. Sure, Uh which I get it. I get why it's Rockwall. It's yeah, yeah, it's, it's a great place you know, to live. <laughs> it is a great place. Great to place live. to work. Yeah, own a business. We do have on that subject. We do have some of the greatest. Of course, there's there's jerks everywhere, but I would say uh compare Rockwall to some other places and I won't mention any of them, but other places that yeah. you could be in other towns. Rockwell's an awesome place to be. We got a lot of great folks. I
1: you know, I before I when I before I graduated, I had offers. So I used to be a you know, one thing I didn't I didn't tell anyone, I used to be um a coach in a practice management company. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, we had I, we had, I had learned all kinds of things from my mentor. I used to work at his office. In fact, I li- I left my entire life from Texas to go work at that office. And his mentor had wrote a book called The E-Myth, uh, The Entrepreneurial Myth. Uh, but when I went up there, I mean, I, I learned all kinds of things in terms of just, you know, how to run a business. And this was before uh, I went to school. But when I lived... Over, over there, I mean I met doctors from all over the country, and a lot of them had offered me had made really substantial offers for me to move my life. I mean it was, it was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. and um, it was hard to turn that down, but it, it here's what I knew. I knew that I wanted to eventually build my own practice and have my own business. and there was no other place I could think of doing it except for Rockwall because the community, <coughs> That we have here, even as it continues to grow, I still feel like it's such a tight knit community, and I have never seen any other town or community support small businesses the way that Rockwell does. Right. We've had we've had major corporations come here and fail. Mm-hmm. That's
0: crazy to yeah. me, you know, because people were willing to to, to support small businesses. Mm-hmm. Well, we, you know, talking about COVID, we had people come to us and say, "Man, we're we're you're on our schedule." we're going to be here once a week till we get through this. You can count on us. I mean, people said stuff like I had a guy that I've mentioned this before, but a guy came up to me and said, if you want to, if you, how's it going? I said, it's good. He said, well, if you get to a place where you need a, like an interest free bridge loan or something like that, let me know because I got you. I mean, I don't know where else you're going to find people no. quite like that. No, it's amazing. And And when I say thank you to Rockwall for our awards and for our, the success that we have, we couldn't do it without them. No, we there's no way. It. And I don't know that we could do it. We could do well, just like you could do well. You take your process, you take your your philosophy that's working well. Take it anywhere else, it will work. But will it work like this? I don't know. There's places I could take a burger restaurant that I know wouldn't work quite like it does here. So those are those are, you know, kudos to if, if anybody listening uh, supporting small <clears throat> business. That's We appreciate it. Yeah, we
1: you know, we it's 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 the scariest thing in the world to to take that risk and and the sad the the tough thing about that risk is you you can ask like I asked my mentors like crazy i was wanting them to hold my hand through the whole process of starting it and you really don't know they're they, at some point they can't answer all these questions mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. you have to answer those on your own and you don't even know if they're going to be right or wrong right and then once you face those i mean it's 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 the unknown but even after that it's trial by error and you figure it out and you know if you get bit well <laughs> you learn how to not to get bit the next mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. yeah um but doing that, taking those risks and doing it here, I felt a lot better doing it here in Rockwall yeah. than I would somewhere yeah, you got like a lot of
0: friends here that that have that helped. There's good people there's here, good, man. Good people. Yeah. Good people. Man, I appreciate you. the other day I saw you um at the uh Rockwall area small business. Oh yes. Luncheon, yes, yes, yes. That and, was fun. Uh, I was speaking at and thank you for coming and supporting me, man. Of course. I appreciate that. I really of course. Did. I was, I was, I've been speaking for over 20 years and I was a little nervous that day because that's a whole different atmosphere. It, it, it's, it's, it is scary di- for me.
1: This is nerve <laughs> wracking. You know, I, for, for those that don't know, I've always, um, had a fear of being behind a camera. So, you know, you, if you were try to look, if you tried to look up a videos of me doing selfie, you know, videos of myself, yeah. they don't exist. Yeah. You won't, you won't find it. I don't any. do that much either. Um, <laughs> And I've always had like this weird insecurity about how I talk. But, you know, I talk weird is what it is. I've, I've grown to accept it. You know, it, 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 the, the truth is I'm way cooler online than I am in person. So I, I'm sorry for the disappointment there. You know
0: what? Everybody, I think everybody is a little uh, different in yes, person, sir. right? That's why they say don't meet your heroes. <laughs> if you meet a hero, sometimes they treat you like that guy did when you walk up to his table. Oh. I, I had a guy <clears> one time. <laughs> uh, I had a guy one time and this was, this was a, he was a speaker. He's very well-known speaker and I had followed him and I really, I was a fan and I was yeah. really, he, he was great up on stage. Great. Like the best. And I, and I walked up to him one day yeah. it, after, after he had spoken and um, I shook his hand and I said, man, that, that was, that was, that was amazing or whatever I said. Sure. And he's and, and the way he responded, was disappointing. Like it was. Uh, well, I, I've got to be some. I got to be right over here or something. And I and I decided that day. And I was young. I was a younger man. I was college age, maybe a little older, But I was I was a younger man. I decided that day. No matter what I do, I am never going to be like that. No, never, never, never. I'm, I'm not going to treat people like that. No sure. matter how busy I am. And if you come into the restaurant and we're busy, boy, last night. It's a Saturday night. Last night we we hit almost a record yesterday. Wow, I love that. And people people literally everywhere, like everywhere. But I I I have this constant reminder: I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be a jerk. I'm not gonna be too busy. And I stopped and I talked to some ladies that were they they wanted to chat. I was you know I was pulled three directions, had four things in my brain to remember. I didn't write down. No, I'm on my way to do this and that. And, uh, I, even last night I said, no, these ladies right now are the most important thing in this room because they asked for me. And so you know, we got to be careful meeting our, meeting our heroes. That <laughs> you know,
1: it, that brings, that brings me a lot of joy to hear because I have, I have had experiences like that. Um, and not just with people that were, I thought were my heroes, but some of them were mentors to me. Yeah. You know, it, 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 uh, you know, I, there, was a men, there was a one mentor that I thought, you know, you, sometimes you put these mentors on pedestals yeah, yeah. and you get to a point to realize it's okay to outgrow, you know, what, what you've had there. And the, the right mentors will, will will come along. But to your point, um, and it's kind of weird that I'm experiencing this because I'm sure you've experienced this for a while. When you go out and about and people know who you are. Yeah. Dude, it's the strangest it's so thing. Weird. I'll go to Costco. My <laughs> wife and I, we were in Oklahoma. And I was wearing like a camo hoodie and, you know, some sweatpants and some, you know, tennis Mm -hmm, shoes. mm -hmm. And some dude ran up to me and was like, dude, you're that, you're that, that famous chiropractor. And I was like, I looked at my wife and I'm like, you got the right person? And and right. he and and his wife ran up behind him and she was like, I'm so sorry. You know, he looked over and was like, Hey, that's my chiropractor. And she looked at him and she goes, You don't have a chiropractor? And he goes, Well, that's gonna be my future chiropractor. So, right. you know, I I've had to tell my you know my family like hey we're out and about like we need to be ki-. not that we didn't better do that before <laughs> but i you know my i got a latina mom i better not say anything she's going to kill me yeah, but yeah. you know she she uh she she demands excellence out of every place this is all the places we go but i sometimes have to tell our family like hey guys remember like people know who we are now it's kind of yeah. it's kind of scary so you, of the, you really have to
0: pay attention one of the very first times i i had this happen uh we had just opened up and and when we opened, we opened with a pretty good bang as well. Yeah. Uh we we sold tickets to our soft opening and sold out wow. in a few hours. I mean, it was pretty cool. Um and uh I was at Sammy's. Sammy was my last guest on. He was on two weeks ago at Sammy Pizzagetti, and um and we were sitting at Sammy's eating and I heard, I don't know if I mentioned this, that tell I don't know if I told the story when he was on or not, but I heard I'll tell it again. I heard these ladies in the corner booth over there by the kitchen say something about Wells and something about burgers. And you know how your ears kind oh, of yeah. tune to your own name, right? You, oh, yeah. You're listening. And did not even know you are. And I heard Wells, and I perked up, and then I heard burgers. I walked. I stood up. This is so dumb. I stood up. I walked across the the room, and I said, did I hear Wells Burgers over here somewhere? And they said, "Yeah, what you know? What do you know about that place?" I'm like, "It's awesome." They're like, really? <laughs> you ever been there? I'm like, "Yeah, that's the best burger in town." <laughs> and then they said, "Who are you?" I said, "I'm Lee Wells." They, <laughs> I don't really want to do that anymore. I, that could have turned out really bad pretty quick, you know. I, don't, I think happy. it's awesome. Yeah. No, that's awesome. But you, I was, I was a, uh, where was I? I was at somewhere the other day. People need to know this too about me. I really need to wear my contacts more. i really can't i can see up close fine you know i can see the drive but distance i guess it may be age distance i'm not as crystal clear and so i had somebody the other day they're like hey i I saw you at the at the restaurant the other day you looked right at me i'm like bro i'm sorry i'm like (laughs) you were a blur over there in the corner i I didn't recognize who you are so yeah we have to be we have to be on our best behavior you never know who's watching
1: you know, my, one of my first memories of you—I you, don't know—I don't know if you remember this, but there Jared Gwines had had a uh, a Christmas party at yeah. Shenanigans, yeah, yeah. and you remember they at that that year they're giving out awards. Never forget. I want I went the I went there. Nobody knew who I was, but I went there, and I just I wanted. This is before I don't even think I had started school yet to be a chiropractor. Was that
0: uh, was that eighteen or nineteen? He did it two years in a row. Well,
1: maybe I had just started school. I don't remember yeah. if if, if, it, if it was those two years. It was yeah. one of those two years. Yeah. But I remember going there because I wanted. To, I just wanted to be around other business owners, uh, even though I wasn't one yet. But mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I saw man, you won like every award that night. You and Sammy both. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, to me, it's it, it that doesn't happen by accident. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's you you. You know, people see how much you care about others in the community beyond, you know, your business. Mm -hmm. And that relates to people. And also, you know, you just being your normal everyday self and being who you are, people buy that. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't buy someone that's polished, Mm -hmm. you know. and um, But that was was one of my first... I think that may have been my first memory with you Mm -hmm. other than the one time I came into Wells. Uh, But that first day... That first time at that Christmas party, I was honestly scared to talk to any of you guys cuz I was like I have no business. <laughs> let me you know, tell, let me tell you the rest of the being story. Here. Let
0: me tell you my side of that story now. Okay. Okay, if it was the first year, if it was 18. Okay. That was the first award we ever won. We'd only been open 4 months. Oh. I knew I was nominated. I knew I was nominated on the they did a they did a first round and then they did a second round for final. Okay. so, so they did first round for nominations, gathering nominations, and then the second round was the finals. Well, I knew I'd made it to the finals. But there's a couple burger places that I did not think in four months we would ever win. And uh, when they called my name, and they said Lee Wells Wells Cattle Company, and this may make me less of a, a man to some people, <laughs> I I had a tear in my eye. I was, <clears throat> like, I was blown away. I was shaking. I was blown away. Because, well, the Rockwall was a, that was a the legit, poll, like that's a legit group of Rockwall only people, Rockwall yeah. County people. They they limit, you know, you have to be Rockwall or not. Correct. And for them to vote us after just four months of being open, uh, it still gets me now, today. Because, of course, we won the next year and then COVID happened and it, we didn't do that anymore. But we won both of those those best burgers. <clears throat> um We've gone on to win, um every year we've won consecutive uh in every poll there's uh everyone that I know of there may be one out there I don't know about but sure. um I, I we counted them up the other day and we we just hit 20 awards in 5 years for then those are public opinion awards those are people's choice awards and that's for best burger and there's people there's great burgers downtown there's great burgers across rockwall um there's historic like epic yes. stuff that goes on in rockwall uh, with food. We have some of the best food in Dallas. Yes. We really do. Downtown has some of the most special food in uh, probably DFW. Yes. But people don't know that. It's kind of no. hidden. You know, people say hidden gem a lot. Sure. There's some hidden gems down there. Um and I could name them but I'll get in trouble cuz I'm going to I'm going to leave somebody out. But <laughs> there's okay. some great there's some great restaurants down there and for and some great burgers. And for to be able to have that and hold those titles like that um Man, it's just I, I don't even I don't really even know how to, I'm supposed to react. You know what I mean? I don't know how I'm supposed that's, to act. That's honestly how we've
1: reacted this first year. I mean, and to me, when I see people, um, when you're, once every few days someone asks for a recommendation to a chiropractor, yeah. and it is the strangest thing when you start seeing all these people tagging you mm-hmm. and. Oh and that's another thing if people tag you on that and you're on the rock wall and if you're a business owner if they tag you you better respond to them you should you should I respond so to them people. I try to respond and take my time and say something kind to, to everyone that, that says something because literally these are people that are taking they have taken time out of their their, their day whatever it is that they're doing mm-hmm. to recommend us it means so much to me and you know you talk about bringing a tear to your eye you know I'll never forget when we first opened and going back to the greatest showman. You remember that time when he goes up to the ticket booth to to his ticket taker and he goes, how many tickets have we sold? Mm -hmm. How many did they sell? Three. Mm -hmm. And he's like, three. And he was like, well, who are they? He turns around, it's his wife and two kids. Mm. The first, one of the first days that we were opened, um, I saw five people for free. Some of them were family members. One was a pastor um, and... uh, At a a local church, and um, I mean, I just I didn't feel right about it. Um, There, I mean, there were some tough days. There were days I would sit in this one little corner, and I would sit there and ask myself, "What have I done?" Mm -hmm. And but I had to, you have to remind yourself, like I know God didn't just make all this stuff happen for Mm -hmm. for no reason. But you know, then there's other days where you're like. You can't even take a break. And it's 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 wonderful. But yes, you know, the 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 biggest thing for me, if I could tell anyone, you just you, you have to take all out massive action mm-hmm. and it can't it can't stop. Mm-hmm. Once you put your foot on the gas, you cannot take you cannot break. And the only way you should retreat is when you are trying to prepare for an attack. Mm-hmm. You know, for for us, it's all out massive action. I have to do this. Mm-hmm and it might rub some other you know chiropractic offices the wrong way but they're not paying my bills mm-hmm. you know they can do the
0: same thing they 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 can they can do the same my thing my mom said you got the same clothes to get glide in you I can go you can go do your own thing and do do it just as well if you want to i've had someone come into our practice and
1: be like hey man don't you think you're you're going a little too hard right now you know you i'm just letting you know you're you're going to get burnt out and i looked them straight in the eye and i was like man i've been like this since i was a kid mm-hmm. and you know knowing that I have that I've married to my wife and that we're got a baby girl that we're expecting, you know all I can think about right now is how can I provide for my family mm-hmm. and not just that, but the more the more people that we're able to serve, the more people we can help, and the more we're able to help people of the future for me, I have to remind myself that every day that I slack off is another day that someone is having to suffer for ten years i would you know I was in school and I slept on my- my my pillow. You know, with tears in my eyes, wondering if I had what it took to be a doctor, uh, wondering, you know, do I go to med school or do I go to chiropractic school? It, it, that was a hard decision that I had to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I make it, am I even going to be a good doctor? And will people like me? Will people, the straight, oh, this was, this will probably relate to you. How hard was it for you when you first started selling? Burgers? did you want to just give everybody stuff for free because <laughs> i mean i want it. i wish yeah. i could but you knew that
0: you couldn't yeah. do that yeah well the the best help i got was when they wouldn't take when they would give me the money anyway they wouldn't <laughs> let me do it they're not no we're going to keep you open we're we're here to we're here to support and you and those
1: are the people that you want i had friends there were there were friends call them i guess call them friends that i thought for sure would be some of our far biggest supporters that had never even set foot in our office yeah. And we've, but in the opposite, that's a, that's a,
0: that's a sad reality. That's a tough one. It's a tough we've reality. had
1: family that haven't even set, yeah. that haven't even set in. Me too. Um, and, you know, and you'll make, but you'll end up making friends with some of the best pa- you know, customers mm. and patients, what, you know, whatever it is you take. Um, and you're, you're going to have people that tell, you, you know, that you don't know what you're doing. We didn't have any idea what we were doing, but
0: I was going to give it a shot. Yeah. I know. told people we didn't know what we were doing. When we opened our restaurant, I said, I've never done this before. You're going to have to give us some time to learn what we're doing. But you and figured it out. We figured it out. And you love what you do, and yeah. you don't – and you, you, I love how you go and you visit with the
1: – I've seen you, you know, when times I've gone in, you know, you'll visit with the the different customers. And, you know, people, they, wanna, they want that. They want that hometown feel, and um, they don't – people are, are tired of average experiences at yeah. wherever it is they choose to go.
0: Right, right. And in the real the real, like I was talking about the other day in that meeting, uh, people crave real genuine and uh, and when we're nice <clears throat> when we're nice people, um, it puts a it puts a light and, and a little bit of help and joy in someone else's life. yes sir. And, and I think that's what we're really supposed to do. It's not all about money and it's not all about <clears throat> products and it's not all about services. Uh, really, when we boil all of it down to what we're here for. We're supposed to make other people's lives better. Yes, sir. When we do what we do. And I think if, if you're doing that, then the reward is going to be you're, you're going to be busy, but then the rewards also when you go home at night, it's not just money, but you have now fulfilled your calling yes. to, to be something great for somebody else. Yes. There's so many people who just take. They're just <coughs> takers. Um, they go work at a company, they, they do their thing, they just take all day long. They just take. Uh, You can tell when you talk to some people on the phone, they're just miserable people. You meet some people, they're just miserable people. I think if those people would find a way to give back, they could find a way to just be a helper or a lighter. I don't want to get too spiritual, but just a smile towards somebody can be something that can brighten their day. Just a hello. Those are things that we have to make a conscious effort on. If I know...
1: You know, if I'm if I'm stuck, I guess if it is if I'm stuck spiritually and I'm not, you know, if if I want to see a change in my life, then I need to go serve. Mm-hmm. You know, if I want if I'm if I'm longing for for friendship, well, then I need to go out and be a friend. Sure. If I'm longing for you know a great experience or someone to bring joy to my life, well, I got to find that first in myself and go do it for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and going, the one thing I loved about your talk that day was the the two dollars and fifty cents surprise. right? You know, it's uh, for you call it. I can't remember what you called it, but I call it breaking the script. Mm-hmm. You know, so many companies have policies and procedures in place, and they get so they get so hung up on that that they miss an opportunity to create a moment mm-hmm. that you could end up creating a great experience for people
0: and a customer for life.
1: A customer for sure. life. I uh, there was a, a another mentor that was a he was speaking at a an engagement he was staying at the Doubletree Hotel in Hilton, Doubletree Hilton Hotel. And I can tell this because this has been told, this story has been told everywhere. Um, but he he checked in to the Hilton, and at the, if you're familiar with the Doubletree Hilton, they give you the, these really hot chocolate cookies. Mm-hmm. And so them. you've had them, they're oh, great. They are. And so they, they handed him one when he was checking in, and then he noticed the guest next to him was also checking in. And the representative or the hotel agent or whatever that was that was serving him, uh, they offered him a cookie, and he 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 declined it. Well, then the that mentor person <laughs> looked over and was like, "Hey, you know, can I have it? Can I have his cookie?" And the hotel worker said, "Uh, no, it's only one per guest." And then the the other guest was like, "Oh, just give it to me. I'll just give it to him. It's no big <laughs> deal, right?" And I kid you not, the worker said... she wouldn't, he wouldn't do it. She was like, you, "Sorry, sir, you already, you already declined it." And I'm thinking, "Oh my goodness, I'm all over." How, I mean, how much you think these cookies cost? Yeah, nothing. You know, and little nothing did compared she know to the, what that he, he's charging. Correct. Yeah. And, and that night, he ended up going and speaking uh, at the engagement, and guess who was there? Executives for the DoubleTree Hilton. So, uh, you know, they now they're all friends. But yeah. just going back to, you know, um, just you can't. Sometimes you gotta break the script. Mm -hmm. So every now and then, I'll have a patient that comes in, and I'm not saying for everybody to go and do this, but every now and then, I'll have a patient come in, and for whatever reason, they forgot their wallet. Hey, no big deal, man. We'll catch you next time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not gonna
0: sit there and call the police because someone forgot their wallet. You know, you got to reduce that differential, and I talked about that in that in that meeting. Um, When you reduce that down to where it's not a problem. I think everybody makes mistakes. I mean everybody is aware that everybody makes mistakes. Sure. So when you make one or on either side, you yeah. or them, then let's minimize the let's minimize the damage and let's sure. move forward because that's the way that's the way I'd like to be handled. Whenever yep. it happens to me. <clears throat> well, if I forget my wallet or if I whatever. Whatever sure. it is. Yeah.
1: It, it it comes back to you. We had a patient that we undercharged one time. Uh well actually this happened. This happened a few times. And my team member will come up and be like, oh, I, I'm sorry, doc. We undercharged her. And she goes, you want me to charge her next time? And I'm like, let it go. Yeah. And she'll be like, really? I'm like, well, for what, why am I going to charge him an extra $10 the next time? If, if we made the mistake, then we got to eat that. Just make, just make it go away. Just make it go away. Yeah.
0: It's yeah. not even, it's not worth it for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, man, I think, I think it's about time for that. Oh man. Favorite time of the show here where we get to ask rapid fire questions. So, uh, you know how you know how it works. So this is—I'll explain it. Uh, You're the guest. I'll let you go first. You ask a question. I'll do my best to answer it, and then um, I get to ask you one, and we'll go back and forth. We got three each. Uh, Today's rapid fire segment is brought to you by our friends at Its (coughs) Fate Creamery, some of the best ice cream and Italian ice in the world. Uh, They are also a very, very heavily award-winning ice cream shop but they've also won numerous national awards um, several years in a row based on the science behind what they do and the the flavors just unmatched we serve it at our restaurant and uh, lots of other nice restaurants do Uh, go by and see what i'm talking about and experience ice cream done right at its fate creamery great folks really really great folks doing a great job Glad to be partnered with them, <clears throat> not only here um, on the podcast but in our restaurant. The same with uh, Sterling Tea. We're glad I can say whatever I want about them, and it's true because <laughs> I'm not making it up. Because it's I've had great relationships with both of those companies for for years and and continue to. So your turn. Let's do it. Okay, Batman or Superman? Um, boy, this is going to make you. This is going to frustrate you. Oh no, it's going to frustrate it. you. It's yeah, going to pl- be Superman because he can fly. So can Batman? No, he can't. He has to be hoisted up by a, by some kind of mechanism. It still it still works. <laughs> <laughs> your turn. Yeah, super Superman. He's they both have uh, they both have yeah. they both have benefits to to each of their strengths. All right, here we go. Uh, I asked Sammy this question, so I I left it in here because of your sports background. Uh, oh man, if you had one song. To pick your walk-on song, what represents you the best? You understand what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, the walk-up song. Yeah, like for for pitchers or whoever. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so what's your song?
1: Oh man, that's a good that's a good one. I've always um <laughs> I've always like "We Are the Champions," man. Yeah, I don't, I like I don't it. know; it gets me going. I like it. Or or, or, or celebration time, one of those. Yeah, one, celebrate. One, one, celebrate. yeah. you know, those, I don't know why. It's something about those two because I've been a champion at some they're, point. They're, and, up, they're upbeat, sometimes. and I, I want—I don't want to know that I'm a champion before I get up to the plate. Like I want <laughs> right. everyone to know we're the champions.
0: Right. <laughs> you know?
1: right. I, like I like it. All right, go ahead, brother. Disney World, Universal Studios, or Silver Dollar City? Have you been to any of those? Mm-hmm.
0: Been to. Into those, um,
1: which is your favorite?
0: I've not been to Universal. Um, I would probably say Universal, uh, because I have been to the others and I didn't care for Silver Dollar City, it was overcrowded. Oh, no, it was, it was Thanksgiving and it was uh, <laughs> holy moly, it was too too crowded. Uh, we couldn't even walk. Um, but I would I would probably say Universal, I, that's where I would go out of those three, sure, if I were going somewhere now, sure, yeah. So I've been to Disney several times with the sure. kids, and, and it's fun. It's yeah, they have more fun than I do, but that's, <laughs> I think that's the point. <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right, you ready? Yeah. What's your favorite body part to adjust? Oh, the shoulder all day.
1: Really, the shoulder is my favorite. Why? It's probably one of the most complex joints to adjust. There's very few doctors that know how to do it. Uh, it's stupidly dangerous. Um, but I can reset shoulders all day long. It's one of my f-
0: by far my favorite thing to do. Now, are you talking about in the scapular area? Are you talking about out on the edge? T- t- what? It's,
1: it's it's there's there's multiple yeah. areas of the shoulder complex. So sometimes I get patients that their clavicle will shift superior, and I have to reset that part. Uh, sometimes the 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 humeral joint here, the humeral head, in the will, cuff area. Yeah, in the rot- so this is all in the rotator cuff yeah. area. Um, sometimes the, the humeral head will shift uh, anterior and you got to shift it back. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's a combo combination adjustment that I do uh, where a lot of times I'm able to reset the clavicle, the humerus, the scapula, and a couple ribs, two or three ribs. All in the same time, mm. and when it when you do it just right, it's beautiful. And the look on <laughs> someone's face uh, after you do that I can imagine. oh, it's at first it scares them because it makes a gnarly sound. I yeah. mean, it's yeah, it, it's, it'll it makes a gnarly sound. To me, it's music to my ears. Right, but the shoulder all day long. That's my okay. favorite. All
0: right, yeah, I like
1: it. It's dangerous because you have a lot of artery. You have a big artery that goes through there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a huge plexus of nerves that go through that area as well that innervate your hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if, and, and, of course, you're messing with people's shoulder. You know, yeah. They're clavicle. These are very serious mm-hmm. areas that if you don't know what you're doing, you can really hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know why. Love the shoulder. Yeah,
0: I like the great answer. <laughs> uh,
1: what was, okay, uh, your favorite fast food chicken place. Where do you like to go? If you had to pick
0: fast food, chicken, or actually, you know Um, what?
1: I shouldn't say just chicken fast food in general. If you, if you are in a, if you're in a pickle and you're scrapped for time and you don't have time to, to cook yourself a burger, you know, where, where do you go?
0: That's probably a better question. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like I don't eat fast food because I, I do. <laughs> there's a time. There's a time I, and place. Yeah, it's it's it's. I'm not superior to anybody. I eat fast food, but uh, very rarely for me. Yeah, and, and I've been on keto for several months and lost lost some weight down. I've i not been doing fast food, but I'm I, I I'm okay with Chick Fil A. Me too. I'm, I'm okay with Chick Fil A. The only problem I have with Chick Fil A is it takes two or three meals to fill me up. Yes. because their portions have gotten so small yeah like I gotta have a whole sandwich and some nuggets I can't just have one or the other and so then, <laughs> then your like your caloric intake is like I might as well have and just my sodium. candy for lunch you know or I something. know yeah um which is one of my pet peeves and what, I'm gonna talk about this I'm, I'm gonna What's that? I'm gonna have a podcast about this we have gone we've gone too far on portion control our portions are too small for what we're having to pay for them and you go to some of these restaurants I don't even go back to. And, and I've talked about this in my coaching, restaurant coaching that I have, um, and, and the, it's the hardest thing to get feedback on is portions. If, if someone's steak's undercooked, they'll tell you. If it's a burned up, they'll tell you. If, <clears throat> if you, you forgot their fries or they're cold, they'll tell you that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, But they won't tell you that there wasn't enough food here. That's the hardest thing to get feedback on from a restaurant, as a restaurant owner. But I'm going to, I almost posted, I backed it off of Facebook. I almost posted a couple times recently that we've got to pay attention to our portions. I may still do it one of these days. I can't figure out how to do it right. But um, portions have to be right, and they're not anymore.
1: No, I've noticed that too. There's I won't name any of these places, just uh, because I it's probably not a good idea, but I've gone to some burrito places, and the you know the the worker will take a scoop, I'll ask for a scoop of steak, and they'll take they'll take their hand and barely dip it in i'm thinking yeah <laughs> you, like I if, tell I, them. if i could, if I could see the bottom of that spoon like
0: we' we're, we're having problems i, I tell <laughs> them i say I say give me a whole I need a scoop go ahead and put some more on there I'm paying full price i'll tell them i'll tell them go ahead and do that right now. Do it right. I'm, eat, I'm eating lunch here. My favorite is when they do it with the rice. Like I'll see
1: them look, take the spoon and a little thing of rice. I'm like, you all right, man? Like, have right. if I, if I upset you? Right. <laughs> you know? um, Did I say and, something wrong? <laughs> uh, I've gone, or you know, uh, I will give a shout out to one restaurant I really like, uh, Tokyo Hana. <laughs> Me too. Uh, oh yeah, we both. Me, we I went saw into each you other. there. So yeah. you know what I love about Tokyo Hana because there's other hibachi places sure. that I've been to sure. in the past but i love tokyo hana i love the experience that they provide and also i love their portions mm-hmm. when if anyone's doing portions right i feel like they're 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 exceeding that cuz there's other well. hibachi places i've gone to where it's like they'll they'll take, take a scoop of rice and they'll put it in that little cup and then they're like, they look at it, and ask too much. So they'll shave it off. I'm mm-hmm. thinking, dude, come on, it's rice. Right. Like that can't cost you any money. No, right. it right. doesn't. Whereas Tokyo Hana, they're just, you know, give me my spoon, if the you spatula. Leave, <laughs> if you're
0: hungry at Tokyo Hana, that's not possible. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it is. No, that's not possible. Um, and I tell, I tell you what, I, I love, and I talked, I've done this on a podcast about this. Some things are supposed to be free, and the, the little cup of uh, Oreo dessert that they bring out. Oh yeah. That is such a great touch. Yeah, I love it. That's so cool, and they don't charge you for that. And uh, I don't think sauces ought to be charged for. There's, I've got. Oh think, yeah, I don't think chips and sauce ought to be charged for it. At no, Tex-Mex. there's some things that, that they just have to be free. Yeah, and it goes to the. You know, I, I submit this to to my my listeners the other day. I bet you, someone that does that free and doesn't worry about it makes more money than the guy trying to make five bucks on his chips and salsa. <clears throat> we, I know they do. We, you know, even with us, you
1: know, we're not, we, we don't sell fast food, but I don't nickel and dime my patients. Um, you know, for for our business model, we don't take insurance, we're, we're self-paying, mm-hmm. we, we do accept like HSA and FSA cards and whatnot, mm-hmm. and we do provide like strict documentation and super bills to patients so they can submit it to their insurance. But because we don't take insurance, I don't nickel and dime my patients on stuff. Yeah. You know, if I was taking insurance, you know, legally, I'd literally have to <laughs> charge for every little thing right, that I did. Right. But for us, like... You know, at the end of every adjustment, at the end of every patient's visit with me, I'll ask them, is there anything else? And if they're like, ah, oh, you know, I still got a little bit here. Hey, no problem. Let's get look it looked at. Let's take a look. Right. And I'll do it. I'll never be like, eh, come back next time. Right. You know, I want our patients feeling good that day. I don't want them having any questions mm-hmm. when they walk out as to whether or not they got what they paid for. Mm-hmm. And uh, and especially when you throw in some extra things, uh, I mean, they just, they appreciate that so much. And my gosh, they'll go and tell anyone mm-hmm. and everyone about their experience and uh that going back to your first question how do we take off so quickly it was the experience find ways to create an unbelievable patient experience and just don't don't nickel and dime yeah. your people
0: absolutely you know they're, they're coming back I've, I've gotten to the point where i start i tell people uh, that our sauces are free and they can come back get let us know if you need more because it's such a thing now i mean you ask about chicken places and one of those chicken places they charge you for every single one of the sauces that you get <laughs> and the price has gone up and the container's gone down. i know i saw and, that and I'm, I'm like i don't remember that th- they're not they, I don't they remember went down but, an ounce i and thought they went so up like 10 cents and i and i saw i saw something the other day about it and um and it just made me just put it in me as a as a deeper resolve. I'm going to tell everybody we do five sauces a day. We'll never charge you for them because I think that that's what it ought to be. We do it because we want to. Correct. And, okay. What is what is
1: a dream trip for you to take? Have you gone to Alaska or Hawaii or anything like that? Anything that you've
0: always wanted to go do? I've been to Alaska a couple of times and uh, it was fantastic. Amazing. Um, eagles, bear, uh, deer, deer. Just everything fishing, there is beautiful. I mean, it's amazing, amazing. Sure.
1: Um, Not much of a fun question, but that's all um, I
0: got. So, I, I think the one thing that I keep talking about is I, I've never been to Hawaii. I've been to oh. I've been to most states. Sure, I've spoken in most states. Um, I've I've I think Hawaii is on the on the list next. Somebody asked me the day with well, dream trip, and I said probably Rome because uh, I'd, I'd love to go to Italy, Rome, Greece. Same. I would love to do that. Um, but as far as the States go, I've never been to uh, to Hawaii and, sure. and it's, it's all the pictures say I need to go, Sure, but that's the one, that's the one, one trip. I this is another done. question. What are some,
1: uh, this is probably more fun. Uh, what are, what are, what is like a hidden talent that really nobody knows about you? <laughs> uh,
0: I, I don't know. Um, uh, the longer I run this podcast, the less secrets there out about me. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Somebody asked me that one time. I told him I played the bass when I was young. There you go. Drums, um, you know, hidden talent. I don't, I don't, I don't know. That's a hidden my, talent. My kids, my kids, jokingly call me a risen, renaissance man because <laughs> now that I've written a book, they think that I can do anything. <laughs> um, which I was surprised I could do that too. But uh, I, and I don't know. I I played bass uh, for years. Did some recording. Um. And did uh, some overdub stuff. It was, it was, that's probably it. Cool. Probably Probably a bass cool. guitar. I still have three basses, um, all five string. And then my kids have picked up the bass and started playing around on it. And they're amazing. They can just play it. Sure. Our kids can just play stuff. They can just do <laughs> stuff. I don't know what it is about our kids, but they're amazing. You're going to find this out when you have yours. Um, everything that they do is going to be amazing. From the time they say dad da to the time where you know, they they're valedictorian in college or whatever it is mm. that they do. It's gonna be amazing. The the funnest thing in life is uh is having kids that do well and, and supersede what you've done. That's one of the coolest things in life. Sure. All right. Ready number three. Here's your number three. <clears throat> What's the most trouble you've ever been in? Oh,
1: man. The most trouble I've ever been in.
0: Um, <laughs> you ever been to jail? You ever, you ever been? <laughs> so this you, is you a, don't have to incriminate yourself or anything, but well, this
1: happened years ago. Of so of course you got to say I, that, and I and, I, and I, I'm I'm happy to share it now, <laughs> and luckily I didn't get caught. But so when we were in high school, so. So still to this day I've had one sip of beer my entire life I've never smoked Same. uh I'm, I'm not I'm not much of a drinker I mean every now and then I'll might have, have a glass of wine or something but it doesn't do it for me but anyhow oh. so uh we some friends of mine talked me into going to the street races oh, okay <clears throat> so we go to the street races yeah um and it was off of Gus Thomason and mesquite <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, or I don't remember where it was it was some industrial boulevard and I we drove and we kind of let's see. I'm 34 now, so yeah. I was about I was about 17, 18,
0: yeah. And uh, we that wild time in your life when you're lying to security guards.
1: Yeah, here I was lying, <laughs> lying to security guards so I can worry, You know, <laughs> you know. This is your wild, this is your wild spell. Yeah, it was my wild spell. So I we I was so fearful of getting in trouble because I'd never been in trouble for mm. anything. Um, now I had gone to AEP because like some kid was picking on me, and I turned around and decked him. So mm-hmm. I mean, I did go to AEP a couple of times Been because there. of that. Been there, yeah. But but in this instance, <clears throat> we um we get to this area, this Industrial Boulevard area, uh, where everyone's going to be racing. And of course, people were like they're racing each other. I wasn't racing because I don't want to wreck my car. Mm-hmm. We were just there to watch these kids. I mean, people were being idiots there, mm-hmm. and I decided, well, let's go park our car. That we we found like this warehouse and we were able to like get the garage open and park our cars in there, totally breaking and, and entering. Mm-hmm. It's okay. This happened years ago, but right. uh, it's okay, mom. It's okay, sorry, mom. And <laughs> I've already told I've already told law enforcement friends about this story. <laughs> um, and so, well, next thing you know, this thing starts getting raided. I mean, there's cops everywhere, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like, what am I gonna tell my parents? I'm going to jail. Like, I'm 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 just thinking my life's over. Mm-hmm so we we hide in our cars in this warehouse and we waited for hours. I mean, there were kids getting their cars towed and I mean there was there was a lot of cop cars there, so we were waiting looking out the windows, you know waiting until the coast was clear and at this point it's probably two thirty three o'clock in the morning and it's like, man, we need to get home right or our parents are gonna have a cow uh so we get in our cars and we're we're driving on on i thirty um and next thing you know i I see this this flash of light in front of me. And I'm, I'm like, what was that? And then I see the flash of light again. This time it's coming from up there. Uh, <clears throat> and I look to my buddy sitting next to me, and I'm, and I'm looking at him. He's looking at me, and we're thinking, no. No, 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 Helicopter? No, no. It was a helicopter. It was a Spotlighting police. Spotlighting you? Spotlight. Well, there was a group of us. We were all driving driving in a line, and they put their spotlight on us, and then I'm thinking, oh my gosh. And we looked, we looked in the rear view mirror, and there was police lights everywhere. Uh, but they were, I mean, they were far, 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 far back. And so we got scared. We turned our lights off and punched it. <laughs> punched it. And we all took different exits. Uh, and none of us got caught. Were they coming after you, you think? We think that they followed us from as that we were like the leftover stragglers mm-hmm. coming out of the street race. So we mm-hmm. think that there was a helicopter flying around to see if there was anyone else that was going to come out. Mm-hmm. That's what we think happened. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, we punched, we, I mean, it was the dumbest thing I've ever done in my <laughs> life. And I'm thinking my life's over and, um, you know, we nothing, <laughs> nothing, nothing ended up happening, but come to find out funny story. W- one of the guys that was with us didn't drive his car that night. And it turns out, apparently, his parents were the pilots of that helicopter for Dallas PD, and we don't know if they knew who we were or if they were just trying to scare us. Mm-hmm. We don't know, mm-hmm. and but we never admitted to it or talked about mm-hmm. it, and now that it's been like 14 years or right. whatever, no one cares anymore, right. but that was probably the dumbest thing <laughs> I ever did. You know, please don't do that. Right. You're not going to win. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you this that. is before social media right. and... You know, we, one time, one time since we're
0: sharing, one time might have to have your editor edit some of that right, out. Right, right. No, he won't. Please right. don't judge me. He's gonna, he's gonna make that the highlight clip that goes on social media. Um, <laughs> no, we one time, me, my brother, and my wife's brother, my brother-in-law, uh, before we ever married, we were running around being kids, you know, high school, and they were doing a lot of construction okay. out off of um, the loop out here in Greenville. And uh, they were redoing one of the main roads. Well, we took a bunch of the roadblocks, barricades and, and uh, cones, and we, don't try this, don't do this. <clears throat> they, they will take you to jail. Um, we rerouted traffic around the neighborhoods, blocking people from being able to get to their house. And then we sat back off to the road and watched them because they'd go down the street and turn, they couldn't get down. they turn, <laughs> go down the block, try to turn, they couldn't get down. And finally, after they tried all the all the different streets, they finally just got out, chunked it, and figured and drove, out figured and, out what it was. Yeah, drove on home. Then we go set it back up and watch again. So we ride, we routed traffic. I don't know three or four different ways that night, just watching <laughs> people follow our direction around in circles. And and uh,
1: <laughs> did you ever take like duct tape and put it on the road? No. Did you ever try to do it? <laughs> What is, what it makes that? a super loud sound. No, I, we, never did. We, we, I mean we're gosh, man, we did some stupid things when we were kids. Uh-huh. And we, we, you know, we t- tossed water balloons out of the window with the so cars coming. Yeah. I mean, just dumb things that we did. I and, never,
0: I've never hit a mailbox. I've never. Oh no, a, I've, I've never hit never a mailbox. Me, no, some others in my family may have, but I never did. <laughs> um, no, I've never. There's, there's some things like, like that was probably. That's probably some of the dumber stuff that it was kind of, it was dumb, but it was more innocent fun. Yeah. You know, it just, just being any, mischievous. It didn't tear anything up or hurt anybody. <clears throat> sure. But it sure frustrated everybody. <laughs> I was trying to get home. That's pretty funny. It was, it was a lot of fun.
1: I did one time at my parents, I, I, um, I don't remember what I did. you know, my. My parents did something that made me mad and they grounded me, took away my stuff, whatever. I mean, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And so I went into our pantry and I think I've seen this as a meme now, but I went into our pantry and I took all of our I took all of the <laughs> the canned foods and stripped mm-hmm. them. I, so that way they didn't know what it was. And I got in even more trouble after that. I could
0: understand why. That would that would be very frustrating. <laughs> Yeah, that would be frustrating. So hopefully, no that, yeah. Hope,
1: I hope not, you don't have a dis, ever have a disgruntled employee and does that right, toy your ingredients. Right. Oh, that'd be
0: bad. That'd be bad. Well, the thing is, is we get four trucks a week. We don't have that much in storage. Oh, gotcha. We have to have so much coming in. We don't. We don't in such a small place. I don't know if. It oh worked. shoot! I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, this has been fun. I appreciate you coming yes. out and doing this. And yes, my pleasure. Down and it's been great. If, if, if you're listening, you don't have my book out, uh, book yet, leewellsofficial.com. Um, come down to the restaurant, eat with us in, in Rockwell. Go, go see uh, Marcus and, and his team. Tell them again. Tell them the name, uh, your website, your address. Tell them, tell them where they can find you.
1: <clears throat> so we take walk-ins. Uh, I will never turn a patient away. Uh, we're open Monday through Saturday. We Let's see. Our website is www.invite.com. That's a E N B I T E, chiropractic.com. So invite chiropractic.com. Um, let's see, phone number 469 314 1885. Again, we're open Monday through Saturday. We take walk ins, appointments. Uh, it would truly be our pleasure to serve you. Uh, I've treated everything from TMJ to shoulders to severe sciatica uh, to ankles, uh, patients with scoliosis, scoliosis, a number of different. Uh, things that people struggle with. So yes, uh, if, you, if if you are looking for a chiropractor or looking for a change of scenery, we would be honored to serve you. Thank you.
0: That's awesome,
1: awesome. And you're right behind the. Auto oh phone yes. In Rockwall
0: yes. off of uh,
1: Justin Road, it's uh, six eighty five Justin Road, Rockwall, Justin, Texas.
0: Justin hits uh, is that Goliad?
1: Yes, correct. So it's Goliad. right in front of Heritage Christian Academy. Yeah. So pretty, pretty, pretty close to there. I got
0: gotcha. you. People can find you from. It's all not very of that. far from Wells either. I ah, can take right. I, I take the back way to get there. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, it's always it's always fun to, to sit and talk with a friend. Thank you. And, and thank enjoy. you for having me. Yes, yeah, sir. Thank you for the great the great talk and the stories um, tonight. Uh, this episode is is brought to you again by Sterling Tea, and it's Fate Creamly, two of the very best in their industries, and right here in our area. And I'm Lee Wells on the Ranch and Table podcast. Till next time, we say adios, farewell, goodbye, good luck. Good night, guys. So long. Case your dreams.